Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television series The Littlest Hobo, in which myself and my friend Katie watch every single episode and then we talk about them one by one. Katie, welcome to part two. Yay, the thrilling conclusion. <laughs> Sartek, part two, first aired December 1st, 1983. We're almost into 84 now. <gasps> exciting times. <laughs> it is very exciting. <laughs> Uh, this episode, the synopsis reads, Hobo witnesses a wilderness plane crash and aids the victims. And uh, that's uh, pretty much exactly what happens. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, folks. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? We're just going to dive right into this. I need to know thing? what's going to happen. What, what do we end off with them saying, Mrs. Adams is going to die, right? That was the... Mrs. Adams is going to die. <laughs> yes. The episode starts as all part two episodes start in the little solo <laughs> yeah. with like a two minute recap. So long. It brings you... <laughs> Brings you right up to where you were. Uh, makes sense because this was syndicated on TV. Yep. Um, so you might not have caught part one whenever it came out. <laughs> but yeah, once we get past that little that little cliffhanger bit, we're going to go straight to a military base where the most... <laughs> French-Canadian. French-Canadian man. <laughs> but he's like... I think is dubbed over. I think so. And he's like French-Canadian, but like Tamiskaming French-Canadian. Like it's weird. I, <laughs> I didn't recognize it. Like I'm so used to our French Canadian, which I guess is more Quebecois. I don't know, or is it, ours is guess more Franglish, right? Yeah, where just, we are, it's more. Yeah, Franglish is uh, good because it's not a Montreal like Quebec City French Canadian accent. It's definitely rural no. French Canadian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I recognize his accent is very French because yeah. he is very, very French. French. <laughs> yeah. Tiger ups, Captain Beaupré. Yes, sir, Major Randolph. Go ahead. But yeah, it threw me off that it wasn't like the French Canadian <laughs> accent I'm used to hearing. Anyways, yeah. I, he's also dubbed over. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Definitely. Um, <laughs> he's talking to a, another military guy on the phone, and they're like, "Hey, remember that plane that Bishop was flying? <laughs> it's 40 minutes overdue. Okay." let's start official search and rescue <laughs> operations because that's crazy. We've heard no radio contact. You know, let's let's do it. Did you, C'est la vie. I'm already going inter- to interject here. Did you ever, it was a few years ago, the story of, I think it was a Delta flight that didn't show up at the airport and like half an hour later, they finally got in touch with the pilot and it turns out they put on the autopilot and just left it and like fallen asleep. <laughs> Oh, geez. Or like they were on their laptops or something. They just were not paying attention. And they flew like <laughs> 30 minutes past their destination. Oh, no. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Oops. And like everyone thought like, oh, did the plane grab? Like, it's still on our radar. What's going on? <laughs> Why is it just flying? <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> well. I'm sure those pilots were fired. Well, probably not, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, the the thing about these little planes is they don't have an autopilot. <laughs> they do not. They just have a Sam. They all come with a Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plaid man Sam. Yeah. Just sits in the back until you need him. <laughs> he's not very good, no. so <laughs> hope you don't ever need him. He's like a budget, you know. <laughs> Charlie is like yeah, top yeah. tier. Sam is like meh. <laughs> he's like the rent-a-car, <laughs> yeah. rent-a-car equivalent. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go back to the plane We've got Sam, uh, the doctor, and the nun are trying to like. Oh, and Such one of the kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're trying to move the mom out of the plane, um, and they're like, "Hey, principal dude, give <laughs> us a hand." And he's like, "I can't help you because I'm paralyzed." <laughs> and he seems he's genuinely he's not making cur- it up. He's like convinced. He, 
<laughs> yeah, he's convinced he's paralyzed. Yeah. They have zero sympathy for him. No. Um, they're just like, fine, we'll do it ourselves. Jeez. <laughs> the guy's got he's some just, real psychological issues. I was going to say, he's been in a plane crash. We don't, everyone handles their stress differently, their shock differently. Yep. Um, yeah, they're not, not being not kind. This, <laughs> no, they're not being kind. Anyway, so they, they move they move the mom out of the plane. Um, we're going to go back to the military base real quick because we're getting a whole bunch of shots <laughs> of people like running down the runway, taking off in their planes. It's very, it feels like, do you ever go to like, there weren't job fairs, but like in like junior oh, yeah. and like high school, you'd go around to like recruitment places mm-hmm. or they'd have the gym and like there'd always be like that TV <laughs> on top of a, like a little kit and it was just like cycling through the same three minutes of military footage. Yes. That's what this looks like. It looks like, I know it's not bottled because we know from Brad that this was shot for the episode, but I guess all footage of planes taking off and people running down runways it's probably good forever, really. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, as long as you don't show the planes too close, you probably yeah, yeah. it definitely has that like we want you <laughs> vibe. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> join us, little man. This whole episode Captain America feels steps a bit out in front. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you were caught skipping class. <laughs> <laughs> What's the line he says at the end where he's like so over it? Oh, he's like, how many more of these do we have to do? (laughs) (laughs) How many more of these? We get a bunch of radio chatter, static. There is one line, and I don't know if you caught it, but I I can't tell what he's saying. But the one guy, very clearly to me, says, flaps up, f*** it. (laughs) Flaps up, f*** it. (laughs) I did not hear that, but it wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but that's what it sounds like to me. And I'm like, wow, all right. <laughs> I don't know enough of a plans to know what he could say that would be similar to that. So I'm just going to assume he said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put the clip in and let you decide. Yeah. I mean, he is in the military. I mean, I know it's not professional to swear when they're on like their microphones or whatever, but <laughs> yeah. they have potty mouths. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the the plane that's not flying, <laughs> yeah. um, everyone is looking after mom, and uh, they're kind of they've moved her outside. They're looking after mom. The principal starts calling for help. He's like, "Won't somebody <laughs> help me? I'm paralyzed." Hobo, instead of helping him, <laughs> yeah, Hobo is also not kind. <laughs> no, he is not. He runs into the plane, and like the principal just starts freaking out. <laughs> so I'm going to assume. He opened a Lovecraftian uh, Eldritch <laughs> yes. portal, or his mouth tentacles came out. Yeah. Just anything. He's, he just a little taster him. of what the hobo yeah, can do. Yeah, just, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little smidge, just a crumb of the fourth dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, I, I don't know why. Do you ever, like, I'm sure you have, but you ever found that, like, you'll talk about something, you'll think about something, and then you'll it'll start popping up absolutely everywhere? Yes. 100%, okay, so this yes. last week has been like Lovecraft week for me. <laughs> really? Everything apparently is Lovecraft. I don't know why. Just people keep bringing it up and I'm like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I talked to three different people last night and somehow we all started talking about Lovecraft and it's not me. Like I'm not urging people on. I don't know what it is, but anyways. We've all just conspired behind is, your back. <laughs> I guess so. I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go read, reread some Lovecraft apparently. <laughs> it's, it's a sign from the universe. <laughs> yep a horrible horrible universe yes also there's a show about lovecraft coming out and i'm pretty excited about that so oh. it's called lovecraft country it's on hbo <laughs> and i'm 
a little stinger for a show that has nothing to do with this show. <laughs> but hey, every now and then we like to plug the things we like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. If it's any good after the first episode, I don't know. You'll at least be giving it a shot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so Principal Miss Prust comes running out of there, or Proust. Proust. He's like, ah! The principal comes out, sees the mom, and he's like, the mom's dead. The pilot's dead. We're all gonna die. He's that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the nun, like, very sternly looks at him and is like, Mr. Proust, you're behaving very badly. Mr. Proust, you're behaving very badly. And I was like, you know what? Until this second, I didn't know that nuns verbally disciplining people was my thing. But I think it is my thing. I think I found it. This is it. (laughs) I was waiting for her to pull out the whip because I'm still convinced. Oh, you don't start with the whip. You start with the meter stick. You start with the ruler and then you move up to the meter stick. (laughs) That's true. And he is a principal, so it's probably also his thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. She does very much have that vibe. Oh, this is not see, a nun. This is not the <laughs> or first she time she's... Or if she was a she's... nun, she was not, yeah. like, <laughs> second Yeah, calling. she's a nun now, but yeah, this is her second <laughs> second career. Yeah. Um, the doc's like, you know what? Let's give you a sedative. And he's like, no, you're not going to get that in me. I refuse. I and, know what's in that. I know what's in that. that. He says it and a lot. I was lot. like, yeah, it's tenderizing <laughs> juices is what's in this. Yeah. <laughs> so he explicitly tells him, do not put drugs in me. Yes. But they force it on him anyway. They just stick him from behind. They do not believe in consent. No. Nope. <laughs> in the nope. circumstance. Nope. And they're proud of it. You get like a real like the nun and the doctor look at yeah. each other and they smile. They're like, yeah, we took down that son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, right. Like the dude told you straight up. <laughs> Anyways. This, I, I know we're supposed to not like the principal and I... It works. I don't like the principal. No. But he has some real bad things done to him in these two episodes. He, it should not have been done to him. I agree. Like, out of all of them, he's coming out of this with many issues. <laughs> like, yeah. they're dealing with the plane crash, but he's also now dealing with somebody just drugging him with no warning. <laughs> yes. And, and spoiler alert, things aren't going to get better for him either. <laughs> and he doesn't actually fall unconscious because we see him, like, no. a minute later just rocking back and forth under a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like oh shoot that wasn't a sedative at all it was a laxative (laughs) oh boy Uh, well Well, you know what (laughs) that's right we're gonna lose him for at least a half hour now yeah just go dig a hole over there well there's a big crater Uh, yeah yeah pick a pick a spot (laughs) man Um, leave us alone (laughs) elsewhere we got search and rescue they're talking amongst themselves and they're like, listen, it's going to take a real long time to find this crash because they don't have their ELT going. Their their transmitter isn't doesn't seem to be going, which is strange to us because in the last episode, we thought the transmitter had been activated. They found but, it and yeah. <laughs> yep. But we, we are finding out it has not been. So it's going to take them a very long time to find this plane because it could be anywhere and... Uh, Canada, in case you don't know, <laughs> is kind of a big place. <laughs> there is a great song by the Arrogant Worms called mm. Rocks and Trees, Trees and Rocks. Rocks and Trees and Rocks and Trees and Rocks and Trees and Water. <laughs> yes. It's a very yep. accurate description, especially of this area. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so Sam, Sam's chilling out as best he can, considering his leg is all, it's mm. all beat up. Hobo brings him over a tarp, and uh, Sam who we should mention is is native, he's aboriginal. Yeah. He looks at the hobo and he's like, what are you, some kind of spirit dog? And I was like, oh, the martying is intensifying. <laughs> yeah. Where's that flute? Where's the flute? 
<laughs> Marty's just going to pop up out of the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Feral she's child. With the poacher. <laughs> yeah. The poacher's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just waiting for them to vacate so he could live in the plane. Yeah. It's my She's house like, now. check it out, I found a knife. <laughs> They're like, ah. Where did you come from? <laughs> hey, no wait, way. aren't you Megan Follows? <laughs> She's like, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I also have an Instagram. <laughs> and an Instagram. All right, good luck with the plane crash. Bye. <laughs> I won't tell anyone you're here. <laughs> yep, watch out for the bears. <laughs> Um, so they put up the tarp, they bring out the pilot, they've got like a little triage going on. You got the pilot and the mom and like Sam is just chilling out there. They're all kind of like, you know, they're, they're trying to help people out. Um, the nun starts to go like a little bit shaky. She's not looking <laughs> was... too good. Withdrawal. <laughs> Withdrawal. <laughs> it actually is <laughs> because she goes in. Technically, I don't know if it is. She goes into the plane and she opens a box that says Holy Bible. And uh, I thought it was a hollowed out Holy Bible when she first got it. I was like, it's going to be something crazy. Like, it's got to be heroin or something. Of some kind in this plane. Yeah. But no, it's insulin. She's a diabetic and she cannot get any insulin inside of her because all her vials are all smashed up. She is pretty upset about it. She's so upset. That she collapses. She's being she, so shady. Like, she never told the doctor she was a diabetic. Should be pretty high on the priority list. Why? At least once you get everyone outside, be like, hey, heads up. <laughs> I am diabetic as well. Yeah. I'm going to go to the plane now and try and get some insulin. But yes, she should have told her she was diabetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, the nun collapses. The pilot is sitting there and he tells Sam uh, he's proud of him for bringing the plane down, you know, best as he could. And he's like, listen, if I don't make it, go out and, like, shoot a moose so we can survive for a while. And, like, just behind Sam, just behind the tree line, there's a moose. And the moose is like, hey. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Guys. He's got, like, he's got, like, wild berries on his antlers. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to bring you this treat. He's going to show you where all the day. good stuff was. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was going to show you the best pooper hole in the whole woods. <laughs> It looks like that guy needs it. It's <laughs> like, oh, whatever. I'm, I'm outie. See ya. Bye. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna cut here, and now the nun is laid out too. They found the nun. Yeah. And they're like, oh no. Crap. We're gonna, we're gonna. But they don't lay know her out. Uh, I guess they know. They probably found the insulin. They found the insulin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a plane happens to fly by, so Hobo runs out and he grabs like a yellow jacket to increase her visibility, which isn't really helping if you can't see a. Like a Yellow like an plane. eighteen foot plane, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're probably not going to see the jacket, but you know what? He tried. Who am He's I? Trying. Who am I? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. And the principal, who is now full of laxatives and not sedatives, <laughs> is very upset. He is not happy. <laughs> he starts yelling at the plane. He's like, "You guys are idiots. You're so stupid. Why are you so stupid? You stupid idiots." Mm. Um, everyone else is like, "Hey." calm down man uh do you want another sedative because we can sneak up behind you again i guess if we have to though they don't have the nun anymore so i guess uh it'd have to be the doctor to do it yeah it might be, it might be a little tough with one arm um, <laughs> have to recruit the kids <laughs> yeah the kid the kids are like getting them in the shins ah, they both got needles in each hand yeah <laughs> one of them will get in there <laughs> so the principal's like you know what i'm gonna go for help and Sam's like, uh, no, don't do that. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. And you told that really bad joke like an hour ago. <laughs> I so don't remember that. So that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that thing ostracized you from the entire group. So, <laughs> you know, on the scale, this is pretty high. <laughs> yeah. And the principal's like, yeah, screw you. I'm going for help. So, uh, oh, before he leaves, the principal does yell at Sam. Why don't you go? You're the Indian. Yep. I was like, well, all right, never mind. Let him go. I'm, yeah. At that point, I'm I was right like, oh, yeah, he can go. <laughs> yeah. So the principal <laughs> runs off into the woods. <laughs> yeah. Just, I expected him yep. to just start stripping as he ran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just becoming one with nature. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to try and live with the bears. Yeah. He's going to be a like grizzly man. <laughs> so the hobo brings over the trans the transponder. Um, and Sam notices that the antenna is broken. So it actually has not been running this whole time. He's like, well, what we're going to need something to like use as an antenna uh, I'm sure that something in Hobo immediately brings over a needle. It's like, here you go, yeah. here's a needle. And Sam's yep. like, oh, all right. I <laughs> guess <solved>. that, yep. <laughs> so he sticks the needle in. The transponder, I believe, starts to blink at this point. Yes. It's like, shouldn't you have noticed before that it wasn't blinking? Right. But he seems yeah. to know enough about transmitters to know. Well, at the, least the pilot would. Yeah, like somebody would notice. <laughs> Anyways, Sam's amazed with the Hobo, and he once again... Calls him spirit dog. Yeah. <laughs> so Hobo gets up. He takes the transponder. He runs out to a field. He plops it down. And and miracle of miracles, instantaneously, <laughs> a guy in a plane has the signal. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and oh, my God. Like, <laughs> it appeared. Yeah. <laughs> it's directly behind us. Let's let's roll let's on around. back. Um, so the plane, they're up in the plane. They spot the crash site. They're like, there they are. <laughs> Go, 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 go. It's a very military. Dramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dramatic music. Um, two tigers, people, not actual tigers. <laughs> it would have been cooler if it was actual tigers. That would be amazing. <laughs> Parachute out of the plane. Uh, Hobo goes out to meet one of them anyways. Yeah. They kind of get separated. I... This I have a lot of questions about this. Because this whole episode has been portraying them or talking about them as like heroes. You know, the elite. It's been like an ad for like the Sartex. Uh, yes. In these circumstances, in that kind of forest, would it not be more useful to have a helicopter that people can yes. repel out of? Because you can't parachute into a canopy of trees. <laughs> well, they can. <laughs> One of them can. Well, the thing is, they don't, like, I didn't look very close, but they didn't look like the kind of parachutes that have those handles on them. No. To, like, they just look like like parachutes that you just jump out and hope for the best. Like, you're basically... Like skydiving... It's yeah, cool, like figuring out your trajectory. Well, even the skydivers have the little handles That's sometimes true, yeah. to help out. Mm-hmm. These guys are just like using their bodies to get <laughs> to where they need to go, which yeah. is kind of dangerous when you've got trees, which are basically, you know, big wooden daggers sticking <laughs> yeah. out of the ground. Like you think trees are nice until you get up there and you realize that those branches be pretty sharp sometimes. Yeah, you know, parachuting into one would not be fun. <laughs> no, very easy to get your, your arm or your leg stuck in a branch and then the rest of your body to keep going without you. <laughs> yeah, not, not good. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay because one guy has a perfect landing, which perfect. looks very hard on the knees. Like it looked painful. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. no, that's no good. <laughs> um, but the second guy, his name is Cody. He lands in a tree. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> when you parachute into a forest, what are the odds you're going to land in yeah, a tree? What, what are they? <laughs> they should come down with chainsaws, yeah. like running chainsaws <laughs> as they drop. Just attach them to their feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got chain shoes. Shoe saws. Ah, oh, shoe saws would be amazing. That would be amazing. We should patent that. Shoe saws. Shoe saws. Just like kick your way through a tree. <laughs> oh, man. 
We could, we could get like we should get who to get the sponsor shoe saws. Mm. Maybe like Jet Li or somebody Ooh. who can like throw a a wicked high kick. Jean Claude Van Damme, the star of Kickboxer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, because he can do that kick where he just sticks his legs straight out and then can stand there with yeah. it. That's what you need for saw shoes or shoe yeah. saws, because then you can like slowly cut the tree down. Yeah. <laughs> jcvd hit us up <laughs> yep well, we got a deal for you yeah <laughs> um so cody cody's stuck in a tree um we should recognize cody because his name is alan royal we've talked about him in the past he was the irish cop in escape <laughs> yeah. uh he was also the guy in the bar in red hill the drunken dad that gets like oh. totally demoralized by the sheriff in front of his daughter <laughs> in front of his daughter yeah this is wayne here his kid <laughs> Bite a dollar for every pink elephant and flying saucer that family seen to be a rich man. Yeah. Um, and then he was one of the cops and special friend with uh, Minerva and Sam on the on the docks. So we've seen him a couple of times, and I think um, Brad said that he's coming back as well. He's in another episode next season. So cool, good. I like him. Me too. Hobo shows up. Cody has dropped his rope that he needs to mm. repel down the tree with. Uh, Hobo picks up the rope. And they do a cutaway shot where the hobo is like scaling a tree at like 40 degrees, 45 <laughs> yeah. degrees. But the hobo just shows up in his tree. Yep. Which, how? <laughs> you saw those Lovecraftian skills. <laughs> just, like, just put the tentacles up and pulled himself. <laughs> yeah, by the mouth. Like, <laughs> I... I you don't know how he make he makes it in right over Cody's shoulder. Like he is even just logistically on the set, stuffing a German Shepherd into a tree must have been so difficult. Like how, the poor dog's trying to find like purchase. On, yeah. Like ooh. no, no. Yeah. There's definitely like a, a plywood plank on that tree that we don't see. Like the camera just doesn't show us. Yeah. It. Uh... Yeah, I was a little worried for that dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, he gives him the rope. Cody successfully goes down the tree. Um, he radios in. He's like, hey, yo, I'm here. Sorry I couldn't get in contact with you guys. Uh, a wolf helped me out of a tree. <laughs> and they're like... How do you mistake Hobo for a wolf? Anyways. Yeah. At a distance, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But like, he was breathing down your neck. Yeah. Like, and you work in search and rescue. You're in these woods a lot. <laughs> also, he does say earlier he's like you must be from that plane so does he think that the plane has a wolf on it wouldn't yeah. it make more sense for the plane to have a dog on it right i have questions cody yeah anyways <laughs> cody cody gets out he also uh starts rappelling down a ravine which i think we recognize at this point <laughs> same one um, they always use <laughs> also also he gets about halfway down and the flackens start coming out at him yeah making their little flacken calls uh, i forgot about them the flacons. Uh, oh, man. I love all the callbacks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're making our own universe. It's true. Absolutely. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, he makes it down this ravine. Uh, Hobo leads uh, one, the other man somehow. He finds the other man yeah. and leads him to the crash site. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, wow, all the survivors are here. Everyone lived. So he calls up. He's like, we got seven people down here. And the Hobo barks. He's like, nope. It's actually eight people. Like, this man doesn't know what a person looks like. He's a little confused. <laughs> I was going to say, you, uh, you can say seven people and a dog. <laughs> yeah. You, you They're going to be very confused when they come down and be like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Dude, where's the eighth man? <laughs> yeah. We brought a jumper for a person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think the dog's going to want to get in that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we would have brought the basket, man. We had so many dog treats. We've been saving them for years. <laughs> we always wanted to rescue a dog. Come on, man. What the hell? <laughs> Jerry, I swear to God. I'm leaving you behind. Flaps down, flaps down. <laughs> f*** it. <laughs> um, anyways, Hobo yep. runs on out. He finds the principal and... Uh, the principal has been gone for 20 minutes yeah. tops. But he has seen like, some shit. <laughs> yeah, his, like, his suit's all ripped up. His <laughs> hair's all like all a huge mess. I'm like, why, God, what happened to you? He ran like, into the polar bear and the others. He survived, which is great. Yes. But like, I mean, I even if you're running at full speed, how do you, what, why, <laughs> how? There is a whole episode that we need of just him in the woods and what happened to him. <laughs> 20 minutes of him hitting every tree? Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah. He, mm. <laughs> they drugged him real good. <laughs> yeah, that sedative slash laxative kicked in. Yeah. He really had it to poop, but he just couldn't get enough energy to do it. <laughs> just kept running. He just All he could do was run. <laughs> Anyways, and that's how the hobo found him, by yep. smell. Mm-hmm. Um, so he leads them on back, leads them on back to the camp. To their credit, the Sartek that's there, the tiger, is like, hey, he found him for us, immediately goes over to give the principal assistance. Yes. Instead of telling him he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being like, nah, you wait. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, this man has seen some stuff. We're going we're gonna to get him out of here. Yeah. The tigers are patching everybody up now. A helicopter shows up. Um, which is what they called for. So Mm -hmm. the old helicopter comes in. The first person they airlift out is mom. Makes perfect sense. They put her in one of those beds, those terrifying... I would uh, love to be like (laughs) lifted up in one of those to a helicopter. I mean, I never want to be injured like that. Like I really genuinely do not. But I think just for fun. I would do it if there was three cables on me, not (laughs) one. (laughs) I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> You're a roller coaster person. That's though. true. <laughs> I don't trust the technology. See, with my luck, they'll get me 12 feet off the ground. They'll drop me, and then the helicopter would fall on top. <laughs> well, at least the drop would kill you before the helicopter. No, I'd live. I'd live, but <laughs> you'd see it coming at you. <laughs> it'd just be my arms sticking out for the hobo to find, <laughs> and a bear's tied a string on it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, son of a gun. It's me that's chasing it. See, it's a weird it's a weird lost time loop here. Right. We're in I'm the chasing twilight my zone. own arm before I lose it. It's horrifying. It's Lovecraftian. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, anyways. So yeah, they airlift mom out. The nun is talking to the Sartek and she's like, Sergeant Rainsford, I've been thanking God for your Sartex and your dog. And Sergeant Rainsford is like, he's not our dog, sister. And she's like, then whose is he? Elsewhere, Cthulhu spreads his wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard you were talking about me. <laughs> yes. That's my son. It's a star spawn. That's what Cthulhu sounds like in my mind. Everyone thinks he's like a big booming Eldridge voice, but to me, he's like, that's my son. He's like, he's a pretty good boy, him. I think it's pretty good. By the way, death to everybody. There's I'll a reason he stays so silent. <laughs> unprecedented horrors. <laughs> Look into my eyes. <laughs> I don't know. That would be pretty terrifying. <laughs> I'm <boys>. Cthulhu. <laughs> I did. I ordered three creams in my coffee, not one. <laughs> I want a refund. <laughs> He's that jerk. <laughs> yeah. 
excuse me, excuse me, can you put more teriyaki chicken on my sub, please? <laughs> I didn't like the meal. I want it refunded. The doctor sir, says, <laughs> I could eat you in a minute. It's not an idle threat. I'm I'm an ancient one. I'm an eldritch horror. And I demand more teriyaki chicken. More sauce, too. Don't skimp on the sauce. I see what you're doing, Sammy. I'm putting you through college with this. Give me my give me my sub. Anyways, that's Cthulhu for you folks. Yep. <laughs> You'd be here all week. Just the worst. <laughs> Just the worst. Um we do cut to Hobo being put in the bed. And yeah. at first I was like, Aw, he looks so cute and then I'm like, wait a second. No, he's scared. As that if dog they is put a dog in that bed. <laughs> and they lifted him off the ground. Yeah. And he is like he's all you can tell Chuck told him. Yeah. Like Chuck used code word or the <laughs> inanimate carbon rod or whatever. Yeah. To like be like, whatever you do, don't get out of this bed. <laughs> don't <laughs> try and jump over this. We'll die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they lift the hobo out, and we're gonna we're gonna fade out, and fade back into our very last scene of this this episode. We're in an airplane hangar. Um, the nun is giving very official titles, like their rank and their names. <laughs> yes, I feel like which, they are real Sartex, and so yeah. this is like their. Their shout this out. Their shout out. Yeah, actually, I hadn't even thought of that. You're probably a hundred percent right. <laughs> Maybe they won yep. some sort of contest, or they saved somebody, and this was their yeah. reward. <laughs> <laughs> they saved somebody worked on the, the littlest hobo. hobo. <laughs> they saved the raccoon intern. He started. He was tre- yeah. following a raccoon and just down a he waterfall. Didn't know when to stop. Yeah, <laughs> just fell down about nine waterfalls. <laughs> Just couldn't stop. Yeah. It gets easier after the sixth, though. You know what to expect. <laughs> you just got to lie back and take it. <laughs> yep, that's right. Um, so the French-Canadian man, he says, you know, well, you better thank God as well and your new pilot, Sam, and also the hobo. Sartek man goes out and he tries to recruit the hobo. He's like, <laughs> hey, there's a recruitment office here. And I was like, oh, I hope the hobo actually goes to the recruitment <laughs> office and then they have to fill out paperwork for him. Yeah. He's like, if you'll just sign here and here, we'll have to do a background check. Are you good with children? My now, own or others? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, mine are still back in that behind yeah. that that cave. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I mean, I send alimony, so it's all good. I'm a good dad. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes me a good dad. Yeah. Sending money. Yeah. Um. So also at this point, I realized one of the kids is a girl. I know. I thought. I was so sure it was two boys. One is a girl. I and just one is definitely named Luke, and the other one definitely a boy. I'm yeah. not being like. Yep, I thought insensitive. it was. Thought it was a boy, but it, <laughs> definitely it's, a boy. It's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> or there's just some random girl there that they <laughs> yeah. couldn't get the other boy on that day, so they yeah. just like ah, you know what? People don't know. Under the age of twelve. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? So Hobo's like, yeah, peace. I'm not. I'm not doing that. That's crazy. I'm out of here. So the last shot is actually a very good shot. Kudos to them. It's a shot of the hobo running past the airfield as a plane takes off behind him. And I don't know how it's many takes. Yeah. Top Gun. It is. It must have taken at least more than more than two or three takes to like perfectly yes. time it. And, and good job. Um, yes. This episode and the episode before it are, are full of very well done shots. But that is the end of Sartek Part 2. Katie, done and done. <laughs> thoughts? I really liked it. I mean, we talked a little bit in the previous episode about why we liked that one. And it's all pretty much the same. Like, 
the characters are still good the story is still good i never felt it was like dragging or lagging too much it was very serious um yeah it was beautifully shot i had a thought and now it's totally gone mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah it was just it was a well done i'm glad it wasn't a three-parter like we yes. mentioned in the last one they tried to drag it out for another episode i would not be as kind yes it. um two is good two is enough you set it up you get the plane crash characters get them rescued agreed i agreed with all those points you nailed it uh, <laughs> i have really nothing else to add yeah they're both serious episodes <laughs> they're a great example of what this show can do but they are they're a little little serious so i can't yes. wait until our next episode which we'll talk ah. about in a second first yep. we got to get through our our hobo harm uh i put it a solid two because there are still more shots of him d- d- off-roading yeah <laughs> yeah uh i also gave it a two for that and for the basket <laughs> Yeah, the basket's kind of... <laughs> like, I mean, that's more... It's not physical harm, but it, that dog was not okay. <laughs> no, he was he was pretty scared. They should have given him a sedative slash laxative. <laughs> yeah. Well, the laxative <laughs> might have been a bad choice once he got to about 15 feet off the air and he's swaying back and forth over top of ooh, everyone. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. That's like a scene out of one of those really bad 90s comedies. Uh, there is a scene like that in a movie, and I can't remember which one it is, and I don't want to, so let's... Because <laughs> then, nope, I, uh, nope. Your hobo fight. I said um, Proust, the school principal, Yep. versus Marcel Proust. Oh. The famous Proust. <laughs> the the Proust off. <laughs> yeah. Great. The one when people say Proust, who they usually are referring to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know nothing about him, really, um, other than he wrote a very famous book, uh, several. But mm. I feel like he could take school principal. Oh, first. I think anyone could take so. school principal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that was my fight. What about uh, yours? <laughs> mine is uh, Cody versus the hobo and a parachute off. Because we've seen the hobo parachute, and he did a much better job than Cody did. He definitely did. He stuck that landing excellently. He, he did. <laughs> as best as a dog can with his legs crumbling <laughs> underneath <Really>? him. <laughs> oh, I still feel bad for that dog. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, these <laughs> have been fight. two very serious episodes. So let's, yes. uh, let's cleanse our palate. With the next, next episode, the next <laughs> episode is called Dragon Slayer. Synopsis reads, four kids play a Dark Ages fantasy game, and Hobo acts as a spirit guide, protecting them from real dangers. And spoiler alert, guys, Katie and I have seen this episode already, yep. and mm-hmm. uh, you want to tune in for this one, because this is... Mm. This is, I don't even mm. have words to describe. I don't know how we're going to talk about this. Also, all I want to do is talk about this. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be some, some very exciting yelling, I think, as this episode goes on, because uh, yes. it is, it is outrageous in the best possible way. I'm, I'm actually a little giddy to talk about it. So. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. Bye. Blocked up. Selected.